Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Power Your Life Radio Show with host and success doc Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. everyone and thank you so much for joining us on Power Your Life and I'm Dr. Joanne White and it's always a pleasure to be here and to introduce you to exciting guests who have such important messages to share with you and with all of us and today I have someone very very special who is going to help us see beyond this physical realm and to see and to know and to hopefully experience what's beyond and to feel good about it and to feel connected. I'm talking about Michael McAdams, who's the co-author of An Angel Told Me So with Wilma Jean Jones. He's also a lifelong seeker of truth. Michael felt a sense of destiny and purpose his entire life endeavoring to reach out with an open mind to all available sources. Communication from the highest possible source has been his goal. He enables his mind to receive information and direction to help the greatest number of people. When the student is ready, a teacher will appear has been his appropriate motto. His path has consistently brought him together with individuals, books, and sources of learning to continue growth and spiritual enlightenment. Michael McAdams also offers a set of his own writings called Spiritual Parchment Prints. Welcome, Michael McAdams. How are you? Well, hi, Joanne. I'm fine. Thank you for having me on your show. It's my pleasure. And... I love your book. I have the book, and I think it's so important, especially now. So can you give our listeners a little bit of the backdrop as to how that book started and and also how you got your mother into receiving the messages? Well, uh, we're all spoken to. All of us are spoken to at one time or another. I was brought up an evangelical Christian, Pentecostal. My uncle was a fiery Pentecostal preacher. My grandmother was called to the ministry when she was 30 years old. And Wilma Jean, my mother, she was brought up in the same type of environment. And she had been led uh, repeatedly to receive in thought. And my grandmother, I remember my grandmother saying when she would receive, she would receive sermons dictated to her mind that she would preach in church, and she would receive verses to songs that she would put to music. And when I was young, I remember her saying that God had spoken to her heart and given her this information. And that's the way most people 
who have a, a faith-based foundation, a religious perspective, will view receiving information like we all do. As we get older, many of us become more spiritual than religious, and we realize there are spirit guides, spirit teachers, master teachers that will work with us, speak to us, advise us, guide us, give us direction. And I was able to explain that to my mother as uh, I had gotten involved in some things. Uh, I used to do psychic readings. I had a table to a group called Psychic World in Cincinnati. And I did psychometry, could hold rings, watches, keys, anything that carried a person's vibration. And I would get messages for those people. And everyone, I believe, is capable of tuning in and doing that. I didn't think I was doing anything special. But when Wilma Jean was led to sit down and receive in these sessions, she would she had an electric typewriter that she had set up in her kitchen. And when she was led to sit down and receive, she said that three or four words would just float into her mind and hang there. And they would not go away until she typed them. Once she typed those three or four words, they would just fade away and three or four more would show up. That's how these messages were given. This was not channeling. This wasn't automatic writing. She was taking dictation. You know, it's beautiful when when somebody feels themselves that connected to receive the guidance. I'm with you. I believe that we all have that ability, and we can all sort of tune in. And when we do, the the beauty of the connection and the messages is just so, well, so wonderful. And I've experienced that myself. So what happened after? Was your mother surprised? Did it? I mean, how did the book come about? Well, Wilma Jean, my mother, she was hesitant uh, to actually put these messages and teachings in a book. And these messages and teachings were received over a period of 22 years. There's going to be three volumes of the book, three books in the series. And the first, volume one, was pretty much all personal messages to my mother and to me. She went through a divorce, I went through a divorce, and she wasn't really sure that she wanted to share this information. And I told her, I said, this is too profound. I said, these teachings are too deep not to share. And something that's amazing to me, even though these messages in a session where a woman was led to sit down and receive, she would receive a message for her and a message for me. It's like these messages are woven with a universal thread. And everyone who has read these messages have said, well, this sounds like what I'm dealing with. This sounds like they're talking to me. And I tell people, when you get the book, read each message once as it was given for my mother and given for me. Then read that same message again as if it's being presented for you and see what hits. And it's amazing what hits. You know, I I found... I've read the book, and I, I feel the same way because even though, like you said, it was for you and your, and, and your mother, when we read it, it just feels as though it, it, it's directed to us, and, and the guidance that we receive from that is so beautiful and poignant and, and right on track, which to me is wonderful. And and amazing. I agree. So the question is, how can other people, because I know not everybody feels, okay, I don't get messages, I, I don't know how to do that, I don't understand how you access angels and spirit guides. 
how can people really get a sense of that connection and do that for themselves, Michael? Well, life on this physical plane is distracting. And many people, so many people, are so wrapped up in the physical that they never allow themselves the time to still their mind and be able to receive. And we think a lot of thoughts each day. And from time to time, we have thoughts that are incoming. And if you pay attention, an incoming thought has a different feel in your mind than a thought that we think. It's a subtle difference. But once you realize that it's an incoming thought, that you didn't think that thought, where did that come from? I wasn't thinking about anything at all. And suddenly this thought came into my mind. Once you tune into that and start to recognize it, you'll allow yourself to be open to it. You know, people get into meditation and various different things. But if you just turn the radio off, turn your phone off, turn your TV off, you know, people jump in the car and the first thing they do is turn on the radio. And they come home, they get on the computer, they get on their phone, they turn on the TV. And, you know, people have obligations, kids, family, uh, all of the things that we all have to deal with. But it's really just a matter of, of quieting your mind and allowing the information to be given. It's, you know, it says, ask and you shall receive. Well, that requires a positive action on our part. You need to ask in order to be able to receive. Put yourself into a receptive mind. And they said Jesus answers all prayers. Sometimes the answer is no. And if it's not what you're supposed to have or what's not going to be good for you in the long run, they know. They know what's good for us in the long run. So just be open to it and see what comes. You know, I'm glad you said you have to quiet your mind because I think that if our minds are constantly going and so so often the thoughts are not really significant, they're just mind chatter, and yet when we're able to get to that place of really quieting our minds, and I had to learn that for myself for a long, long time, it's it, and that quiet allows for exactly what you're talking about to receive those that guidance, those messages, clear and and beautiful and 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 really personal for for one of us. Now, when you say that the messages are universal, Michael, what does that mean for our listeners? Well, it just means that when they read these messages, they can identify with the teachings. And they say in the uh, the still small voice that speaks within is what they're what they're listening to if they want to receive on their own. The other thing that people want to do, anyone who's who's wanting to tune in and receive, is establish a filter. You need to establish a filter, and affirmations are available uh, that you can anything that you can say that will allow only positive information to come through. You are opening your mind. You know, there is evil and negativity floating around out there looking for a warm, fuzzy home. You don't have to give it one. Just establish a filter. Make sure that the only information that is allowed to come through is of a positive nature. And if anything negative that you know you didn't think, if a negative thought or a negative energy comes through, just dis- just discard it. It has no power over you. You know, I think that's very important because we are bombarded with messages and and not only messages from the physical world but other ways, and it's very important, like you said, to create that filter. And once you do, 
there's a way to really receive only what's from the highest and best good. And I think that's important. So in this first book, An Angel Told Me So, and you, and you said that there are two more coming, which I'm very excited about. What are, what's the, what are some of the messages that you can share with our listeners without giving away everything? One, one specifically about love and, 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 and another one about truth. Well, one of the one of the interesting things about this book, and because I have access to all of the messages and teachings that were received, as these messages and teachings continue to be received over the years, it's like these spirit teachers started spreading the word on the other side. And higher teachers started moving in, giving even deeper and more profound teachings. They had found a willing receptacle in Wilma Jean. And... These messages and teachings started uh, in dedicated sessions in August of 1977 and continued through the year 2000. One of, wow. the interesting, one of the interesting messages, I believe, was a message that Wilma Jean received in thought. It's the message on the back cover of the book. And she was working in the kitchen one day, really not thinking about anything, and these words started to come into her mind. She picked up a piece of paper and a pen. She had beautiful handwriting, and she wrote this out in longhand. May I share this with your audience? Oh, please, yes. The message, this is, this is what was given. Emptiness is part of fulfillment. Let your resources fill the void left so the distinction of your purpose can be found. Expression is always self-explanatory. Therefore, look inside and anchor all your beliefs beside those still waters that will take away your troubled view and renew your strength to recapture that which was lost but is now found to be adequate to pursue the course set before you. And as you reconcile your being to represent those qualities that have been left intact, God will see to it that although circumstances have been trying, to say the least, your weariness will disappear as clouds once removed, allow the sun to shine to dispel the gloom and darkness that has pervaded your countenance. And as once described before, a token of this presence will be deposited to your account and books recorded in his name. Now, Beautiful. Wilma Jean had been praying about whether or not to put these messages in a book, and she felt that this message was confirmation that she should indeed share these messages with all seekers. You know, it's it's so important when we receive these messages to, I mean, how it makes us feel. And, and not only does, I'll talk a little bit about my own experience, not only does it make us feel connected to a higher source, it's it's also incredibly healing and and like you said earlier Michael it just seems to point to exactly what we're needing at that particular time even though the messages are universal it's so so whatever we're we're receiving from that seems as if we're being spoken to so personally which is which to me is beautiful and and so profound at the same time I agree. So, can you share a few of the other messages that that Wilma Jean wrote down that were guided? Uh, sure. I uh, 
and I, some of these can be really long. Another interesting little facet of the way she's, these were received, Wilma Jean would put a blank sheet of paper in the typewriter, drop down five lines, indent five spaces, just like you were going to do a letter. She would hold her margin on the left side, but most of the time type all the way to the right-hand edge of the paper and many times hyphenate when it wasn't necessarily grammatically correct. These spirit teachers knew how much paper she had. And on a single-page, <laughs> full-page message, many times with no paragraphs, single-space typed, these teachers put the last word in the bottom right-hand corner of the paper so tight, all you can get is a period. And she didn't even know she was at the bottom of the paper until she hit return on the typewriter and the paper would pop out. <laughs> now, how could you do that? How could you do that? This is a message uh, posted on my website. My website is spiritspeaks.com. And posted on the website is a television interview that Wilma Jean gave in Cincinnati. And on her television interview, I posted a message from Volume 2, kind of a sneak peek from Volume 2. And this was the only time in a session where Wilma Jean was led to sit down and receive, that two different spirit teachers moved in in the same session, gave two different messages, and signed two different names. Wow. And it was obvious that the second teacher was a different teacher than the first because the whole cadence and phrasing of the message was different. But this first teacher's message was a little more than a paragraph, really profound. Uh, but the next to the last line is the line that will get you. May I share this message with your audience? Please do, Michael. All right. There is a resurrection period through which man must travel in order to come into the realm of things godlike. You are to consume and digest all that is given here, as this comes from one highly qualified to meet the needs of this generation. You are not the sole property of yourselves. God still holds the everlasting command over your being, and in him must one take refuge. You are to be considered as one who has been stripped of all belongings and left to die by the wayside. In this manner are you then open to any help that would be forthcoming. You are by your very nature ones who would depend on your own intellect to carry you through. However, by giving of your soul into the hands of God, do you prosper and develop more freely into that which denies the outcome of some situations, knowing full well that it is the hand of God leading and directing you so that you may arise victorious in the end. There is never a time when you will be without the Father nor his ever-loving approaches to see that you follow the path that directs you homeward. Take note that we say homeward as your heavenly Father so resides in that vast insurmountable environment of time and space, so shall ye abide in joint communication with him by the grace with which he covers you and by your ability to accept this grace and use it for your own development. There are others here who wish to make themselves known to you, so I will step aside for this time. My love and devotion follows you as you trot onward, but ever faithful to your goal. That message was signed, Your Loving Guide. Now, he says there are others here who wish to make themselves known to you. My question is, who are the others and where is here? What do you mean there are others here? <laughs> where are you in relation to us on this physical plane? Inquiring <laughs> minds want to know. 
how do we know when we are getting messages that they're coming from a, a, a beautiful source, an angel, a spirit guide, God himself? Because you, people have control, more control over their minds than they realize. We all possess a thought system, like a little solar system, a little mini solar system in our, in our heads. And our thought system consists of everything we've ever dealt with, thought, had experienced, and we can control what we think. And anything that does not go with what we think, and, and not, it's not just wishful thinking, but it's the ability to control what comes into your mind. And if you allow only positive information to come into your mind, establish your filter. Anything that is incoming is coming from either your angels, guardian angels, if that's your perspective, or spirit guides or spirit teachers. And I I totally believe that as well. So within the first book, and we'll get to the the, the series in a minute, minute what are what are a few of the universal principles that that are important for for us to share for you to share especially today at this time in in history well i think the most important thing is that we're not alone that we 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 ride around in these bodies the way we ride it in our cars there is no <laughs> death it's just graduation and when we are able to tune in we experience, you know, we're, we're born into a social station to a certain set of parents. Uh, you know, why are kids born to Bill Gates or Steven Spielberg uh, who want for nothing? Granted, those kids will have their challenges, but wealth and connections makes it, makes it a lot easier. Other kids are born to alcoholic fathers and drug-addicted mothers. I mean, you could be born in communist China, North Korea, Venezuela, uh, you've got a mother taking two kids to the market in Iraq to go, to go shopping for some groceries, and a suicide bomber blows himself up, takes out 60 mm-hmm. people. Why are people born into these various lives and social stations? And it's for what they're to experience. You know, I totally agree with that, and I think it's so important that when when we're going through these experiences to be able to to grasp something from them that's going to help us grow and help us move forward. Even the most, like you said, a a bombing or whatever, even the most difficult experiences, most challenging ones, have something within them that, that, that helps us move forward, that strengthens us, that gives us perhaps a sense of purpose. I have someone here who wants perhaps a message or whatever, uh, are, you, if, are you willing for us to I, answer this call? Okay. I actually, I don't do readings. I mean, I don't do readings. I, I, um, I used to do psychic readings, but that's not something that I do over the phone. I mean, if somebody has a, a question and they'd like an answer, <laughs> the answer should be given to them. Uh, it's, not just some, it's not something that I do. I've, I've never done it before. <laughs> I mean, I'd be willing right. to listen to the question if she wants to, you know, if somebody wants to ask a question, but uh, I I don't pretend that I'm able to do that. But okay. you never well, know. Let, let, let's, let's see. <laughs> You're on the air. Hello? Hi. Thank you for taking my call. 
Hello, what's your name? Uh, yes, my name is Melvin. I'm calling from Georgia. Hello. And do you have yeah. a question? My name. Yeah, I just wanted to see what you all see in the messages from the angels for me. What Again, Michael read? isn't doing readings, so um, did you want to respond to that, Michael? Yeah, yeah. Did you say Melvin's your name? Yes, sir. Yeah, what uh, are you reading books? Are you on a path? Do you feel like you're on a path that you're a seeker? Uh, maybe I'm not reading books much. Uh, maybe on a path. I'm not sure what it is because I keep um, having a lot of uh, situations pop up in my life uh, with my family and with me with my with my health, and also with my uh, family, uh, and it's just a lot going on. All right. Do you, are, do you have access to the internet? Yes, sir. All right. I recommend go to my website, spiritspeaks.com, and without without being too forward, get the book. An angel told me so. Look at the teachings and and the messages and the guidance that's in those messages and see how many of those apply to you. And make the effort to then take that information and build on it. And I believe it will comfort your mind and maybe help you deal with what with what you're going through. Okay. Okay, I will. I appreciate it. Nice talking to you. Thank you, Michael. So you also have working on the series for An Angel Told Me. So can you share with our listeners what that's, what, firstly, when they're going to be out here and, and what's in them? Volume two of the book, An Angel Told Me So, should be out by spring. It may be out after the first of the year. Uh, I'm working with my publisher right now. Volume three I'm going to try and have out by the end of next year. I was trying to plant the seeds and build a hunger by putting volume one out first and, you know, have people say, and I've I've got a number of people saying, you know, when am I going to get volume two? (laughs) When's when's it coming? And for any of your listeners, if they care to contact me on my website, there's a contact page. I would be willing to to send them a sneak peek of um, two or three messages from volume two, which is not out yet. And a message that I received, uh, actually, I was really surprised to receive this message. I was on a publisher's website, uh, and they asked a number of questions about your work. One of the questions was, what makes your material unique? Why would anyone want to read this? I had never thought about that. I thought that was a good question. And I'm sitting where I'm sitting right now, and an answer started to be made known to my mind. And I typed it down, and when it got to the end, it just stopped. May I share this answer with your audience? Please do, Michael. The uniqueness of any material is in the manner in which it touches the soul. An open and searching mind pulls the soul and the body in which it inhabits onward and upward with hunger and determination in its quest for spiritual nourishment, ever mindful that the path upon which we walk is the path toward God. Lives lived, experiences endured, goals accomplished, and loved ones lost are all encounters upon that path. 
Strive always for the highest possible communication with our Heavenly Father. Believe in yourself, as the Father within you is guiding, leading, directing, and comforting you upon this journey that we call life. Blessings be upon you as you walk your chosen pathway. And I was taking dictation. I take no credit for that whatsoever. It's so I think beautiful. I, said, I, think it's the, I said, thank you, Spirit. And that was one of Wilma Jean's favorite expressions. Anytime that she received, she felt so honored and privileged to be a part of this, to be able to sit down and receive these messages and teachings, which many times would take three to four hours for her to get a message for herself and for me. And again, as these messages continued, higher teachers started moving in. Many of the teachers became more general teachings, some not necessarily signed with the name of the spirit teacher that presented the message. But they became deep, profound, and very meaningful. And for everyone who reads these, I believe they will be guided. You know, I think it's it's important to, like you said, I, and, and like Wilma Jean did, it's important to to be thankful for the messages, for whatever we're receiving. Um, I think to me, it, it's a blessing to to have those gifts. They and to me, they are gifts. And so, yes, thank you know, thank you when the messages come through. I also say sometimes, oh, okay, I got it. I know what you want me to do, <laughs> because sometimes those messages are for me to to write something or to share something like like for you. Now, the 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 second and the third book are they also from messages that will that Wilma Jean received? Are they yours as well? What what's in them? No, the the second and third volumes, I what I do is weave a narrative. I try and tell the story that, of what was going on between the messages. And in volume two, uh, Wilma Jean, in March of 1979, she had received, had sat down in a session and received these two messages that came through from two different spirit teachers in the same session. That summer, she'd always wanted to go to the Holy Land, uh, and made uh, made a connection with a church group in Cincinnati and was able to finally make the trip. She had to get her passport together, her shots, her clothes, make arrangements, that sort of thing. And it was November of 1979 before she was able to sit down for another message in a session. And that was unusually a long time to go between messages um, she was receiving sometimes in volume one, she would receive them, you know, two or three in a week. And it, it was an amazing amount of dedication and time that she had committed to this. But this message that she received in November of 1979 was three and a half pages long. Wow. They even gave a prayer. And the spirit teacher commented and said that the time that had been lost was regrettable but they were going to try and make it up to her. So these spirit teachers are with us in real time. They know what's going on. And for people, if you if you think about how many thousands of years that man has wanted to know, is there really anything on the other side of this physical plane? Some people believe this is a one-time shot, we die, and that's it. We cease to exist. You know, people of faith, they believe in heaven and hell as to where we're going to go for all eternity depending on whether we made good choices or bad ones. Now, many people have a problem with hell and eternal damnation because they they would not sentence their children 
if they made bad choices, dumb choices, dumb moves, they would not sentence their children to eternal punishment without being willing to give them another chance. Right. And I don't I believe that God loves us, you know, doesn't love us any less that he's willing to give us another chance. And when you get into that vein, then you're open to reincarnation. You just don't know. There's no way to know. But man has wondered, you know, is there a a spiritual realm on the other side of this physical plane? And not only are these messages and teachings proof of a spiritual realm outside this physical plane, but here are communications in the form of these messages and teachings dictated directly from spirit teachers who inhabit that spiritual realm. And to me, that's just an amazing body of material and confirmation that you know, there is no death, that, that we, we graduate and we move on, and we may get another chance. You know, I, I, I really concur with you. I believe that, that there is reincarnation and that we do have chances and that there's so much that we learn, whether it's in, on this physical plane or even beyond. Now, you have something that you are writing. I don't know if it's done yet, Spiritual Parchment Prints. Can you share with our listeners what that's about and and also the how it got started? I can. On my, on my website, spiritspeaks.com, at the top there's a tab for the Spiritual Parchment Prints. And I, that's a set of three writings. Two of those writings I wrote, one was dictated my mind as a personal message to me. I, um, with, I uh, owned a satellite dish company. I started out with the big satellite dishes. And then when Dish Network and DirecTV came out, I, I had the installers. And I had a company for about 22 years. And I had come home from work one evening and went upstairs to change clothes, and the words greatness in spirit came into my mind, and I knew it was incoming. So I opened a drawer, took out a tablet and a pen, and I started taking down the words. And they were coming so fast, I was scribbling to keep up. And when it got to the end, like that message on, from the, on the publisher's website, it, um, it just stopped. And this was a personal message that I was given uh, for me, but I feel like it applies to all of us who are in this work. May I share this message with your audience? Please do, yes. Yes. Greatness in spirit shall touch the lives of many whom you will come into contact with. Hearts and lives will be touched and changed by your presence. Enable yourself by the will of your being to respect and respond to the changes in individuals as you become aware of the true potential of your spirit. In the eyes of God, thou hast made thyself worthy of all the riches and gifts of spirit that shall be forthcoming unto you. Be as you will in relationship to the Holy Spirit that inhabits and dwells within thy being at this time. Look always to the future with anticipation and gladness, for thou hast made thyself a living receptacle for the Spirit of God, and all good things shall come to thee. Wow, beautiful. Uh, that's I think a pretty we're going to end on it. It really is, and it, and it just feels so full of, of love and support. It's, it's just beautiful. Michael, tell our listeners how they can get a hold of 
your book with your an angel told me so with Wilma Jean and also find out more about you and connect with you the uh, the best way is to start with the website spiritspeaks.com the book an angel told me so volume 1 the first of 3 is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kindle, Nook. There are links on the website where they can go directly to Amazon and order that or wherever they choose to go. There is a television interview posted uh, on the uh, website that was uh, given by Wilma Jean with a sneak peek of Volume 2 with a teacher's message that was signed, Your Loving Guide. Uh, scroll down to the bottom, you can see the book cover, there's a two-paragraph description I wrote that's posted on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kindle, Nook. Uh, my mother's picture's on the front, my picture's on the back. If they scroll below that, they can see the link to my Facebook page. And there are excerpts from Volumes 2 and Volumes 3 posted on the Facebook page along with notices of book signings that I do and appearances that I make. Beautiful. What would you like to leave our listeners with, Michael, before we close? There is a, the second teacher's message uh, that was given in that, in that session was, was a, a really deep teaching, but the last paragraph is, I think, just amazing. And these, these messages either end with a beautiful last tagline or a very deep, profound last paragraph. May I share this paragraph with your audience? Definitely, yes. All right. After giving this, it was about a page and a half teaching, but he says, You are not as sheep herded here and there, but you are likened unto the lamb that is cared for individually, nourished and loved until the full and total development allows it to be master of itself. So is man so kept and denied only those things that would not in the long run nourish his spirit. God is all wise and loving in his dispensations. We are not to judge the workings of our Father, nor are we to judge each other. Work always to improve your own beings, for in the end time there lies your soul, with all the nourishment that you have given it, totally dependent upon the outcome of your intentions. That message is signed, Your Loving Spiritual Teacher. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Michael, for the beautiful messages that you're sharing, for your beautiful soul, and for all that you have to give to to all of us so that we, too, can really connect with Source, with our spirit guides, and really feel the continuation of, of life. Thank you so much. Thank you, Joanne. Thanks for the opportunity. My pleasure. Take care. Think about what Michael McAdams said, because it's so important to recognize, one, you're not alone. And that, and as Michael said, that is one of the most profound and very important message, especially for now. Many of us are going through challenges and hardships. You're not alone. I know when I hear that, for me personally, it allows me to feel protected and loved and supported, and I hope you feel the same. Check out Michael McAdams. Check out that book. It's a beautiful book, and it's even though 
it was dictated by Wilma Jean Jones and and written with Michael McAdams. Those messages, those profound messages, also speak to you. Thank you for joining us. If you want to get a hold of me, you can go to my website, docwhite.org. Remember, each and every day, every moment of every day, you have the ability to power your life, to move forward in your own truth, and to embrace love, and to remember, truly remember, that you're not alone. And not only are you not alone, you are loved. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.